Randy's do every day. I want me some glory hope. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Philly Experience Podcast. My name is Max Gretzula, joined by Ty Hood and Tanner Go Martin. Another week gone by. I know we missed last week, so it's technically two weeks. Last week, man. However. Last week, we haven't been here for like a whole damn month. All right, so So it's been a month, everyone, since we've been able to chime in with you guys. And, you know, lives are just... You know, been busy, but it's important to get back into the swing of things here. Hopefully, everybody's holiday was great over Thanksgiving. I know uh, there was a lot of football, a lot of food spread around, I'm sure, as it is every year. Uh, Jalen Hurts was certainly spreading the ball around to the opposing team this past weekend, so we'll get into that as well. I was about to say, yeah, I enjoyed my holiday. The Cowboys lost, and I had a delicious-ass fried turkey, and then, you know, Sunday happened. But we'll get into that. Brutal, brutal. So we're going to touch on the Eagles, of course. Uh, where they go from here in the season. Are you a believer? Are you not a believer in a playoff run? I think we probably would have said we are believers prior to the Giants game up in the Meadowlands, but things change after a loss. Of course, emotions run high. Also, touch on the Sixers. I just want to you know put them in the grave, so to speak, and you guys will definitely in the audience will know what I mean by that when we uh, get to that subject. What do you mean put them in the uh, grave? Put them in the grave. You're, too you're gonna, soon. You're going to know what I'm saying. I know, I know you guys are going to think it's too soon, but let me. I'm going to definitely explain myself when that time comes. You got a lot um, of explaining to do, my friend. And I know the Eagles are probably going to take up majority of our time, but I do want to say this: this is the only thing I'll mention today. Right. There's going to be a time in the next few weeks. Free agency is going to get hot in the MLB. Phillies are going to make some moves, and we're going to bring that up as well. Kyle Schwarber, shout out! I want him in left field as well as leading off for the Phillies. But nonetheless, let's get into the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, three interceptions. I know you, I'm going to be devil's advocate today because I know you guys are still believers in Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. as a quarterback. I still believe in this Eagles team. I think this was a hiccup, a very big one. Uh, in the loss at the Giants. But what I've I've been saying this whole time, the schedule is still light. The Jets are our next opponent upcoming this weekend. So when you touch on not only the Giants game, but looking ahead, where is your mindset at about this Eagles team and a playoff run? Is it coming? Max, I'm not sure where you are on this because you said, you know, you were out on the playoff hopes. Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, I still think this team can make the playoffs because you're banking on the Dallas Cowboys sort of, sort of, staying and playing the way that they've been playing. You go into this Saints matchup. I believe Alvin Kamara will be playing. Um, I think Mark Ingram's returning. He was a full participant in practice yesterday, and Alvin Kamara was a limited participant, but it sounds like both of them are going to play. I think Jerry Jones is sort of capping on Zeke Elliott's status. With um, the knee injury? With him taking the full load in this game. It's weird because... You hear talks about them sort of limiting his time. I mean, you got Tony Pollard on the on the team. It's well, well, you, how is he going to take the full load if this is an injured Ezekiel Elliott and you have a healthy Pollard? Man, hey, he's taking the full load. Pause. Yeah, it, it was a very pause moment when I heard that I, news. I just want low. you to know, um, I'm turning that into a sound drop by next week. So just yeah. be prepared for that. But anyway, I, I do think this team can still make the playoffs. I'm not done on this team. I mean. This team is, you could say, just getting started with the youth that they have on this team. I mean, building building around Jalen Hurts, he had an awful game on Sunday. I'm still, I'm still on the wagon. Thank you for mentioning that, by the way. On Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, I, I watched the game. I saw it with my own eyes. I mean, that man was throwing interceptions in a double coverage. I mean, he just, he was gifting. He was, in my know, opinion, yeah. that's He was gifting people. Um... But you mentioned the Jets, the bye week, and these are just important division games. That's a very good bye week to have. 
by the way. End of the season, yeah. right before the rest of your division games. Perfect time. Think about these other teams that have bye weeks in like week five. Like so, right. early. so, fellas, let's let's break this down. All right, let's do what we always do after every game. Um, we're not even going to get into the games that we missed because after this past game, I think that completely eliminates all the thoughts that we had going into this week. The Eagles sucked this past Sunday, and that's straight up point blank. They sucked. All right, the offense was completely anemic. It was one of the worst. It was one of the worst performances I've seen out of the offense this year, and a lot of the blame is going towards Jalen Hurts, and rightfully so. He had probably his worst game of his football career, at least the football career that I've personally Without seen. Without a doubt. Without There's a doubt. no doubt in my mind. And because of that performance, it has brought into question, is he really the franchise quarterback for this team? And people have every right to believe, to, to question that. You get no argument from me out of that. The part that I'm going to debate with people is this. What, one, what other option do you have? We've discussed this before. Well, who's who is the is it possible for you to trade for an Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but do you really want an aging quarterback? Russell Wilson doesn't look the same. Seahawks are three and a Russell Wilson could be looking for a way out. too. Uh, yeah, but do you really want an aging Russell Wilson? And then the way he looks now, the way he's playing now. That's a good point. Yeah, I agree with you. He just hasn't looked the same. He goes on the road last night. Monday Night Football loses to the Washington football team, who's decimated with injuries, Taylor Heineke and whatnot. Only and they only put up 15 points. Also, you have to remember DK Metcalf didn't catch a pass until the fourth quarter in that game. I mean, look, look, I can bring up the stats. Jalen Hurts' stats real quick. If anybody needs a reminder of how horrible that game was, 14 out of 31 completion, three interceptions, no TDs. A 17.5 quarterback rating, that, that is absolutely horrible, and it's not going to get the job done that at quarterback all. Rating, quarterback rating again for the audience? 17.5. Okay. That, that's absolutely Tanner, horrendous. Tanner, say it again. What is it? 17. 17.5. Uh, he had a bad game. Uh, <laughs> you look around the NFL, you look at quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger, who had an awful game. Wow, I mean, he, yeah. he played like the same kind of game as Jalen Hart. They got ruined. By the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, they too. did. They got I mean, that's embarrassing. If you're in Pittsburgh, I mean, you're looking at Dwayne Haskins stepping up. Just imagine eventually. the poor people that bet on Pittsburgh. Yeah, listen, Jalen Hurts. Okay, he had a bad game. Um, I mean, you know, typical Eagles fashion, fan fashion. You go ahead and you say, "Where's Gardner Minshew? Put Minshew in." Blah blah blah. Jalen Hurts right now gives the Eagles the best chance of winning games. Okay, you, I agree. You have to get those bad games out of the way, and you know it's going to happen. You know this guy's not going to have the best uh, season out of any quarterback that that's on the field right now. Um, you look at development, though, trending down. Um, however, one thing that gets me is people are always saying Jalen Hurts needs to throw the ball more. He needs to throw the ball more. He throws the ball. Okay, never mind. Go back to the run game. Um, the Eagles want to run the game. It's inconsistency but on it's the, this team. But it's the reason why, and I think I'm going to address it a little later as well, when I, when we do you know, get into the coaching, it was a horribly coached game, and why would you start off throwing the ball knowing the deficiencies that Jalen Hurts has? My thing is, and this has been the same throughout the whole season, is Nick Sirianni just abandons the game plan, like randomly too. It'll be... Boston Scott gets like a 10-yard run, and then next play, they're they're pitching the ball, a screen, a RPO. Like, I, I get it. He, he wants to stick to the RPO type of game plan, but put Jalen Hurts under center, 
run the ball. If it's working out, if it's not broke, why, why, like, there's no need to fix it and change the game plan. I don't, I don't get it. Let me raise this question to you guys because this, this is a topic we talked about about a year ago. About a year ago today, maybe this month, uh, we brought up Jalen Hurts and the Taysom Hill comparison. I think that's where Jalen Hurts is better suited. And here's let me tell you why before you guys just go crazy. One, there's no improvement at all in the passing game. Now, you can blame coaching, you can blame situational football, but Tanner mentioned it. That's just throwing in the double coverage. I mean, that has nothing to do with coaching. It's just decision-making and arm strength and whatever else you want to add there. He's just not making improvement. You're saying the stat line. It's 14 to 31. It's 14 to 24. It's 13 of 21. Every single week, it's just not there, – there's no completion percentage that's higher than 60% or 50% sometimes. It's just he's not improving in the passing game. Now, that's not to say he can't be effective as a quarterback. His rushing ability is top – Two, three in the league. He's right up there with Lamar Jackson in rushing yards, I think, uh, from a quarterback position. He's right up there in rushing touchdowns in all, all the league. Rushing touchdowns, period. I think he's top 10 in the league in rushing touchdowns. So he has the ability. Taysom Hill, kind of the same role. Not a good thrower, not a good passer whatsoever. He's Saints actually going to start this millions. week. He's going to start this week, and we're going to see. Stupid, by the way. But here's the thing what I'm saying. You, If Jalen Hurts won, and you guys mentioned this before, it's, it's his 12th start, 13th start, whatever it may be. And it's gotten to the point where I just haven't seen the improvement in the passing game that I would have liked to see. And that's why I think the Eagles need to move in a different direction. Here's, well, the, here's the issue, though, with, with what you're saying, Max. Um, you're talking about you want to see improvement. You're not going to see improvement this season. It's, it's not going to happen. You may see slight – like, I've seen little slights improvement before this game. But the but what you're asking for is, like, an entire makeup change. And that's just not going to happen, not in this season. Now, in terms of future-wise, do I think Jalen Hurts is going to develop – I think so because he has the mentality, the way he talks in the press conferences, the way he carries himself, the way he holds himself accountable. I do think he realizes that essentially he's pretty much one of the reasons this offense is as anemic as it is and the the reason why they can only really rely on a strong run game. I think he realizes that, and I think in the offseason – He's ha- he has no other choice but to work on it. I he ha- I think he has that mentality right. to do that. Yeah, he's. I mean, I mean, it's just it's inexcusable. Compare him to other players in the city, yeah. right? And it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable the mistakes that he made throwing in the double coverage. Hell, you threw an interception at the end of the sec at the end of the first half when yeah, you should have thrown that ball out of bounds. That's common sense. That's just common football sense. My thing, my thing is, if. Now, the Eagles were in this game until the very last second. Um, when you see that that ball uh, hit the floor, hit the ground um, as the clock expires, um, if if Jalen Rager catches these passes, I mean, the Eagles win the game, <laughs> um, and, and then that's a win. What are we talking about today? We're still talking about Jalen Hurts' bad choices, but we're not talking about moving on. From him as a quarterback because this is a winning game. So you look at around Jalen Hurts. He mentioned it coaching. I mean Jalen Reger. We're let's talk about this guy for a second. Are you ready to go into the wide receivers? first round pick? An NFL wide receiver dropping those passes. I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say that JJ Ortega Whiteside is better because I don't believe that either. I think they're both garbage. Um, and, and Max, we were wrong. In the beginning of the season, we thought Jalen Rager was going to have an impressive season. I thought so as well. Um, and, and, I mean, all signs were pointing towards that, but you go on, punt returns. Just, I mean, he when that ball is punted to Jalen Rager, you expect 
a fumble or minus five yards at least. It's an outrage. Run out of bounds like he did towards the end of that game. Right. I mean, if you guys remember right. that last punt return for that last drive, he just got it and he just ran like two yards out of bounds. Was right. The, the part that I don't understand about with Jalen Rager and the coaches continue to talk about it in the press conferences is that you know they say he's an explosive player. Where the fuck is this explosiveness at? I have not seen it. They move him around to try to justify the of justify the fact of drafting him in the first round. I think at this point that's the only reason why he's out there because why not try other options at these positions? I, he does nothing well, in the kick return game. Does nothing in the punt return game. And even as a right receiver when I look at the tape, the man just does not get open. He has no speed, no awareness. There was that first drop he had his eyes closed. Greg Ward also dropped a touchdown. Let's not forget that, too. No Jalen, doubt. Jalen Hurst threw more touchdowns than actually showed up at the end of this game. Unfortunately, yes. Let me ask you guys this question because there's, you know, other questions outside of the Eagles organization right now as far as will they put one of their first-round first, first round picks out of those top three and dive deeper into the wide receiver group. Do they go out there and they get another receiver? I don't know if you can. Now, my opinion is I wouldn't. And here's Two why. years in a row doing that. There's no veteran presence on this team. I think you've got to go out in free agency and bring in a guy that's, you know, he's not going mean, to, I'm not talking about wide receiver one, but I'm talking about a guy that can either play the slot, be another deep threat on the outside. And I'm not talking about a Marquise Goodwin or one of those. Cortland bumps. Sutton. Yeah. Mike well, Williams, Sutton, Allen Robinson. Right. Cortland Sutton I just got re-upped by Denver. Yeah. So, but you need to bring a guy in who, one, has experience. He's young. You're going to have to pay up for him, but it's worth it because Devontae Smith, and, and let me ask, that's another question I want to raise. Where was his targets on the final drive of that game? He didn't get targeted. Like, is he just not getting separation? Is Hurts not seeing him? He looked open across the field he on that last so apparently, So apparently, um, yeah, they're not scheming him. Or So what had happened was, one, they're not, the offense isn't scheming for those guys to get open. That's number one. Number two, Jalen Hurts is still a, a a player, a quarterback that is a one read, and if that one read isn't there, like he he's he's young, he he has to get out of that habit. That's how I know they're not particularly scheming for Goddard or Devontae Smith. Three, the Giants, albeit while playing with a banged up secondary, did a hell of a job stopping your top two pass catchers in Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. They were coveted damn near the entire game. They have good players on that back end. Now James Bradbury is a is a great damn good. I will say this, though, right now, and get on the record, because this rhetoric has been going around since the end of the damn game. Devontae Smith was not wide open on that last play. Mm. He was open initially on the on the crossing route. I don't think he was but wide when open he went, But no. when he went deep, there was safety a safety there, there, and people are not seeing that I part. I saw the video of a fan that was at um, the, at the game, and he took a video at the end zone at the last play, and there was separation. Regardless of the situation. He's your best offensive weapon. I agree with you. He needs ball. to get the ball. But if this, Devontae Adams is out there, I'm not comparing that. But if yeah. it's in that situation, you got Alan Lazard who's kind of open, or you got Adams flying across the middle on a shallow route, you got to get your best player the ball. Well, listen, no timeouts left. Jalen Rager catches that ball at the two because he was in the end zone. Right. He came forward. That time expires there, too. I don't think they're winning with that catch. However, I mean, you make it sure as hell close if you catch if that you can ball. you spike it or something yeah, like that. Correct. But, I mean, they would have to run. What was that pass, like 40 yards? It was, it was, it was like They'd have to yards, run 40, yeah, 40 yards. And Jalen Hurts um, couldn't have thrown a better ball in that situation. Both of those situations, he couldn't have thrown a better ball. What I think is funny, and this happens every season. Both of them are great passes. Both of them they, are great passes. I mean, right in the breadbasket for that. that Hit him in the face. First drive. The, he had his eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, fully closed. Um, 
What I think is funny that happens every season is the Howie Roseman hate comes around about this time. Um, it, it's like people forget um, earlier, and they're, they're like, oh, you know, Howie Roseman, he, he's back. He redeemed himself. Every season this happens, and then the off season, we're saying fire Howie, and then comes back in the season, redeems himself. This guy drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. I will say this right now. Um, Howie Roseman is wildly inconsistent when it comes to the success of this team. There Why are, is that okay? It's not okay, but that's the thing. It's not okay. Th- like this past draft, I feel like he's gotten good contribution out of the players that he's drafted. Right, and then the However, rest before that's all forgotten. It's the, it's the past who? drafts. Who, though? Let's talk about who he drafted. Devontae so Smith, Devontae, Landon Dickerson. I agree. I'll give you Landon that. Dickerson. I agree. Milton Williams is starting to step up. Oh. Uh, Kenny Gainwell has, for some reason uh, or another, decreased his role in, in the offense, which doesn't make any he sense. Got like to me. what two passes? Yeah, it yeah it doesn't make any Let's sense talk about to the me. Back end guys, Tulipovati Lotu, is he even on the team Wait, anymore? Wasn't he drafted in like the seventh round? Patrick Williams or whoever his name is, he's on a practice squad. You know who's the safety? Well, those are shoot? those are six seven rounders, right, Max. Just, like you, the top guys, you want him to hit yeah, on. Yeah, but that was, that's the point Devontae that I'm trying Smith, to make. That's any uh, Max would be in the office picking Devontae Smith. You know what I mean? Like. And, okay. and he learned from last, last draft he wanted to pick some low-key guy like uh, Rager, TCU. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be a real superstar. Everyone at home, everyone and their mother is saying, pick Justin Jefferson. But this is where but this is where the, the fall the of Howie were Rosen. laughing. But this is where they the were how, laughing in there. This is oh, where, you're this right. Jackass, this jackass. <laughs> you're right. They were laughing, but this is where the fall of Howie Roseman comes into play because now you have to pay for those past drafts, those past um uh, unsuccesses, unsuccessful picks. All right, you're paying for JJ Ortega Whiteside over DK Metcalf. You are paying to this day, every damn day, every damn week that you see Justin Jefferson setting new records. That man already has over 1,000 yards for the season. You are paying for that every damn week. Here's a crazy stat that I found out. A caller called in the WIP, and I had to do the research just to make sure that this was true because I, I, I could not fucking believe it. Jay, you, do you guys remember Jalen Rager's first catch? That bomb yes. to, from Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. That went for 55 yards. Do y'all know that's the highest damn total of amount of yards that he's ever had in his career so far? 55 damn yards. Yeah. Not ideal situation to be in. We all agree that Jalen Rager is not a good player. He's not going to be here for that much longer. You wouldn't expect. But Nick Sirianni comes on the press conference again. People are peppering him with the question, are your best players going to be out there? And that's what Nick Sirianni continues to say. Yeah, our best players are out there. So in one sense, I understand the Jalen Rager frustration, but Greg Ward, like you mentioned, drops the passing ends. I'm like, you don't really have – J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, like you don't have other options. But my argument out. but my argument is let's try some other people. Is Ortega-Whiteside really that bad at route running? Like, let's yeah. let's yeah, see he's him. he's terrible. He's how, how do we know if he's if he's not playing? Well, there's got to be a reason he's not seen the field we in We already years. know from last season how he played. Right? I mean, not he really. that crucial catch in the Lions game. Also, there's a reason he's not on the field the last three years. I mean, two, three, whatever, two, three years. But I then mean, he's just not – Good. But then also, let's try out John Hightower at this point. Man, still on the practice squad. Like, let's try out some different players if you're not getting production from the players that you're putting out there week from week. That's all I'm saying. Can't make the argument. I mean, I understand your point. I understand your point. But am I sitting here saying to myself, oh, man, why isn't John Hightower out there? You know, I'm like, all right, like, who cares? I mean, they both suck either way, regardless. I mean, John Hightower, sure, give him a shot at this point. I mean, hell, Jalen Rager shouldn't be on the team. I, think I agree. Travis Fulgham should still be on this team. Shit, he'd probably be a better option. 
No, I, I don't miss Fulgham either. It'd be a whole lot better option than what you currently have now. I'm only comfortable with Smith and Watkins. That's and that's an issue because they're both super young. You need a veteran Which presence. Is, by the way, that first interception, Quest stopped running the route for some damn reason. I, I have no unearthly clue why he stopped running that route. Like, he just stopped, and I'm just – I don't well, understand that. Let me just bring this up to you real quick as well. How about Aiden Hutchinson, monster Michigan pass rusher? We saw him this past weekend dominate that Ohio State offensive line and, and route to a Michigan victory. Oh, this this guy's going to be a top three pick. He's a, he's a dominant force, it looks like. To get him in a Philadelphia Eagle uniform would be a dream come true, in my opinion. You got who right now? Josh Sweat. Is Brandon Graham going to come back and be a shell of himself? It's a possibility. Um, Derek Barnett is still just not good, flat out. He's just not good. He doesn't have any technique as a defensive pass rusher. He does the same thing. Bull rushes to the outside of the left tackle and tries to get around the edge. He's got he does no spin move. He does no actually no he does the move. actually he does the spin move. It's just unsuccessful. Short. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> fine. Good. He's just not a good player. You need to get pass rush help in this upcoming draft, and I, and this is kind of straying away from the offensive point a little bit because Miles Sanders again banged up. The air quotes banged up in that game. He just sucks. He just sucks. Oh guys. come on, Let's Max! Don't do that. He's not a good running back, and I keep saying that every single week. And everybody wants him to be that three-down workhorse and blah, blah, blah. He's just not good. Yards, I will, right? I will, he's an average NFL running back. I will say this, he's though. An, um, like, he's an average NFL running back. The more we observe – Scott the, in there? The more we observe every week um, Miles Sanders, the, the better Max's argument makes. Thank you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, when Jordan Howard was in the game – you were getting Bruiser. six Boom. to eight yards Boom. every Boom. damn play. Right Mile, like I'm literally looking at holes as they're as they're playing replays of Miles Sanders getting like maybe four or five yards and just saying that's impressive. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at eight nine yards. If you stop joking around, the goddamn they really field. kept Jordan Howard on the practice squad too. Like Jordan that's, Howard's hurt. Is that another reason the Eagles lost this game? Seven well, points. Jordan Howard was injured this game, yeah, right? So. And that's the, that's what I'm saying. If Jordan Howard plays. Could be a different story. I'm not. I, I get it. Nick Sirianni, which we haven't really touched on the play calling early on. He's throwing the ball too much, understandably so. But again, he doesn't have Jordan Howard. He's got Boston Scott and Miles Sanders to work with, and they're just not as effective as rushers. As Jordan he's Howard. more effective. Jalen Hurts is more effective yes. than Miles Sanders. Jalen Hurts, I agree, is more effective. Than my, and he's We're better than Boston something. Scott rushing the football too. I have yeah. no problem. And this goes back to you, you guys made good points as well. You have to use the strengths. He's not going to throw the football 30, even 25 times a game. No. The Eagles have won football games with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 20 times. That's where you need to keep it around. You, you can't yeah. just let him throw the football. If you're going to win football games and you guys say Jalen Hurts needs to just be – he can still be the franchise quarterback. Well, until I see improvement, we're running the ball 50 times a game. Right. I agree well, with like you. The bird's nest. You get no argument. You can't from me go on that. over twenty-four passing yeah. attempts um, because it's just not his game. We saw it in Alabama. He's benched for he's a reason. He's forcing he the ball. Yeah, yeah. You get no argument from me on that. Absolutely I, none whatsoever. I, and I but that's but that's my issue with the coaching. You went away from that strategy in the beginning of the game, thinking that yeah. you could take advantage of a banged-up Giant secondary. Let me tell you something. Your quarterback right now, he ain't throwing that damn good. All right, you got two primary targets on offense, and guess what? They were covered up the whole damn game. You weren't going to throw the ball very successful in this game. I'm sorry, you weren't. You needed you. He needed to stick to what worked. And I saw you ran the ball against the number one defense. I saw a few times later on in that football game where Boston Scott got the ball in the read option where I thought Hurts could have kept it and just taken off for like 20 down the sideline or something like that. Well, it also depends on whether or not it was a zone read or an inside zone. There's a difference. Inside oh, yeah, zone is yeah. directly a, a run play where the zone read is where you have the option. How about the Scott fumble there? Yeah, that was, there, that was, that was the fumble. worst time he could have fumbled. 
And, again, we don't know this for a fact. There's some rumors out there saying Sanders was just benched. Others are saying he aggravated his ankle. Injury. Sanders fumbles. Remember the Saints but game? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're out there with two – and Boston Scott was doing his thing you know, pretty effectively. He had the rushing touchdown. But in crunch time, when things matter most, what does he do? He puts the ball on the ground. And that's just one burned. It costs us all of our time. He's usually a Giants killer too. So yeah. Yeah. it was it was surprising to see him not perform up to par. So um, move, let's talk about moving it. forward too. Now we talk about the Jets, we, Washington twice. I mean, listen, Washington so, just beat Seattle last night. What it what like? So before five we six. Now. So before Seattle's we move three and eight, though. Before we move forward, I, I gotta address this because the defense is not getting enough heat for this game because they did hold the Giants for thirteen points. But first off, it's the goddamn Giants. That's first and foremost. Secondly, they went back to that shell coverage that pissed me off. That's number two. Number three, you only sacked Daniel Jones once against Ugh, the he tw- sucks, what. Man. I think I think the Giants are have like the the twenty first ranked pass blocking offensive line, which you only got to him once. Good, yeah. And the only reason why you got to him is because he gave up at gave up that sack at the end of the game. They don't have good pass rushers. We know that. So basically. technically speaking, you didn't get to the goddamn quarterback. Fletcher Cox hasn't been the same player. I think it's safe to say he's past his prime. He's on a downslide now. Now that also goes into the contract. Is he going to be here and retire an Eagle? I don't know. Javon Hargrave hasn't done a goddamn thing, I feel like, in like five weeks. I mean, he had that explosive start where he was a wreck in the backfield like the first three weeks of the season. Well, yeah. Where's you, that been at? I haven't because seen that he, in forever. That's what happens when you get doubled all of a sudden because people recognize, oh, shit, you're a threat. We're going to double-team your ass, and everybody else ain't performing well, up to par. That should open up for another player to shine then. That's the, that's the issue. That's the issue. one-on-one battle, and that's, again, that is the issue, and there's also just no pass rush. Now, I'm fine with Steven Nelson, what he's done. Absolutely. He's made a couple of solid plays defensively in the end zone. Uh, I saw yesterday or Sunday's game, Slay still making plays. I mean, he's having a, having a very good season. All I will pro admit. year. TJ Edwards, since he's been implemented in the linebacker position, he's he's been serviceable. I mean, he's, he's been better than Alex Singleton. Let's just say that for a fact. You, but you talked about the defensive end from Michigan. Um, yes, let's, uh, let's, let's think about this for a minute. Let's think about this for a minute. Nick Bosa, maybe. Look. We're talking Nick Bosa, maybe. Damn, you're wow. Um, let's talk about this for a minute. Think about how many defensive ends. How many? Think about how many edge rushers we're going to need. Let's say Brandon Graham. It doesn't play up to par. You need to eventually find a replacement from him anyway. So that's one. Huh. All right. So Derek Barnett stinks. First. Derek Barnett stinks. Yeah, he does. Derek Barnett stinks. That's, that's two. Fact. Derek Barnett stinks. <laughs> that is true. That's two. <laughs> he works for the referees. I mean, He's this guy's getting Ryan three. Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan is washed up. That's. Three defensive ends that you got to find between free agency and the draft. That's what I'm saying. you got to go out there and use one of those picks highly because what are the most important positions of football? You have to have your quarterback, you have to have a left tackle, and you have to have a pass rusher. That's my opinion, the three most important positions. Oh, yeah, that's not – oh, this, and trust me, I didn't even know you heard what you said. Line, the linebackers suck too, but – Listen, and, and this brings up – and maybe we can turn this into more of a positive vibe. I don't know how, but go show, ahead. But this brings up um, – we're doing a little checkpoint to see where the Eagles are with their three draft picks uh, for the first round. The Eagles currently have the eighth overall draft pick. All right. Because of that loss, the Giants. All right. Their next pick, right after draft number pick number nine. Who's who's that? Thanks pick right to now? the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, that's my answer. Five pick. and seven. They did win their last game against the Panthers, and then the Colts going pick. to the Colts pick fourteenth. I mean, these are three. Top 20 draft picks. Very solid. Now, here's the question. Do you package any of those? No. Like number two, number one. You, I can see packaging them if you were a player or two away. The nine. 
you're you're not that damn good. You have too, way too many holes on both sides of the ball to package a deal and move up for one player. If Unless you're guaranteed, that, if you're guaranteed an absolute monster of a pass rusher at pick two or one with Aiden Hutchinson. Unless he's a damn, unless he can play quarterback if you're position. The next Nick Bosa, the next Joey Bosa. Unless he can play the quarterback position, I'm not doing it. Wow. I'm sorry. Like, I've I seen the same game you did. I agree with you. Dominant. Michigan always puts out good pass rushers. He is he is one of the most fearsome pass rushers I have seen. No doubt about that. However, there's other holes on this team that you got to fill. Let me ask you this question. If you can go back, right? If you can go back, Denver Broncos never take Patrick Sertan. Him and Devontae Smith are both there at the Eagles pick 11. Are you taking Sertan or are you still taking Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith. I'm still taking Devontae Smith because my corners, my corners are pretty locked up. But well, I, I need to start well, looking at possible safety. <laughs> so, well, I won't say locked up. But I need to still look for this. It's not as high as a priority. I still got to worry about the safety position, the linebacker position, defensive end, defensive tackle. Like, I'm basically looking at an entire new defensive unit. I haven't even gotten to the offense yet. What are the three positions if the Eagles is T? I think you're on the, on the boat of pick, keeping all three picks. Tanner, you're still maybe a little bit more. I'm not saying definitely we're going to make a trade, but possibly. Do you? What are the three positions the Eagles need most on this team during the draft? Are they taking a quarterback or not? No, no quarterback. No, no quarterback. They're not taking a quarterback. So then what do they use the picks on? Offensive line help? Defensive I'd say line? considering how close these draft picks are for the Eagles, I'm not saying that eighth overall pick, you know, and the and this is going to change because there's they're gonna still, make a trade is what they're there's still do. a bunch I of games. There, there's still, what, four game, three games left? Four games left? Yeah, about that. Um, And with that eighth overall pick, I don't think you go ahead and draft a linebacker with the eighth. But one of those three picks are going to be a linebacker. And then we're talking defensive line, obviously. Um, I think I think you do have to draft a wide receiver. I don't know. That might be surprising. Because, listen, it's the same thing every season. You oh, have, man. Do we do it three years in a row? They're drafting a receiver in the first round. Maybe not the first round. Maybe give it a second. But then, but then there you have a second-round wide receiver, unproven. Um, again, and, and then you find yourself next season playing him like week five and being like, oh, this guy can play. And then by week eight, you're like, oh, never mind. He sucks. Here's my thinking. If they get some stud receiver there, pick like nine, fine. If they get John Mechty out of Alabama, what am I going to say? No. Like at a wide receiver from Alabama, flat out stud, I'll take him all day long. Now, obviously, Tanner, you're big on the draft, and we talk about this, and we, uh, we do mm-hmm. our mock drafts and look through it, and we're going to continue to do this as the uh, draft comes up. Because, listen, I know we're talking about week 12, 13 here, whatever it may be, but we're big on the draft. It's fun to talk about. There's a lot of guys. We'll see what they do coming out, positions and all that. Because college football is big. You guys know I'm a big college football guy. A couple of big hires yesterday, by the way. Lincoln Riley's out at Oklahoma. Brian Kelly's going to LSU. Kind of not crazy. Your, not your fighting hires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stab this in the back. But I, 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 fine. I, I, I'm not a Baton Rouge. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't think Brian Kelly would leave. I There's nothing Notre cool Dame. in Baton Rouge anyway. <laughs> Um, Shit. What you yeah, talking about? Debatable. <laughs> Man. We'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. And, and again, with the, you're talking about the Jets coming up this week. Yeah. I mean, listen, am I going to go to the game? Maybe. So the che- Tickets are cheap, too. What are you thinking? Real quick before we even get to the Jets. Like, I, I love the draft talk. I love us getting excited about this. But there, there's two things that, that majorly concern me. One, is this the coaching staff that can take these players out of college, regardless of where they're picked, and develop them? Because as you can see, the Philadelphia Eagles have a problem with developing players unless they come out of college as, you know, dominant 
no doubt about a players like Devontae Smith, you're not necessarily going to get that with every pick. Some players are just going to need development. That's a concern for me. My second concern is the person that's making these picks. Howie Roseman, is he going to make the right picks? That still concerns me. Technically, did he build a Super Bowl winning team? Yes, he did. I got to give him credit for that. Do I trust him with another rebuild? That's my question. I mean, this is such a it's such an important draft for the Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking the future. We're talking the next 10 years for this team because you have the chance to really capitalize on the youth on this team and not considering the the last few games of performance, but just name-wise and, and on paper, you're building around Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith. I mean, that's that's a youth a full of youth offense who has potential to be really talented. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I mean, he, he he excites me, but the game he just it just wasn't there against the Giants. However. I think, I, and I'm not going back saying I wish Zach Ertz was still on this team. You understand that. Yeah, it was time. The, the ways need to be parted. But um, if you go ahead and you do draft a wide receiver, and that wide receiver does work out, um, there you go for the next couple of years at least with, with the talented receiver wide tandem. receivers. Um, whoever you know decides to step up from the um, who the Eagles still have, but the linebacker. I mean, that's been a problem for what three years now. Yeah. Linebacker, yep. just a Swiss cheese defense that the Eagles have on a you know more than occasion. But you go to defensive end. I mean, who's that? Um, who would be a wide receiver that the Eagles would draft fourteenth? Maybe Garrett Wilson. It's tough. It's Garrett, tough to say. We have, we need to do more research on it. That's a fair point. Yeah, but, it's too soon. Though. Yeah. And we'll see how the playoffs all play out in college football and everything like that. But it's gonna it's one to you right. It's fun to talk about for for starters, but also it kind of tells you where our thought process is with this Eagles season and the direction that's heading. Yeah, don't get me result in playoffs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I love talking about you know the draft and the next guys that can come up. But you you're know, still thinking playoffs. So I know you are. Right. Let's switch this back honestly, to the current yeah. team that we have after after your point. Too. Honestly, yeah, I, I, you know what. I said on the I said yeah, on I said on the airwaves yeah. I said on the airwaves that I was thinking playoffs. Yeah. I'm still thinking playoffs, and I'm still thinking it. But there's no it, shot in hell. That here's the, the, make the playoffs. Here's the thing, no though. Shot in hell. They just lost to the Giants. Here's the thing, They're though. Terrible. They'll make the the, the the Giants just put out the, the blueprint of how to stop the Philadelphia Eagles. If they, if they make the playoffs, come the out, Jets pretend this never happened. The Jets have a defensive minded head coach. If they lose against the Jets, all bets are off. They're not losing to the Jets, but here's the thing. Mm. You still got to get through Washington twice, who all of a sudden looks like they're not the laughing stock of the league like I, I thought they might be. You know, Antonio Gibson got 29 carries. Guy's playing with a fractured sin. All of a sudden, the shin's not fractured anymore. All right, I'm only bringing it up because I got a little fantasy. You know, a little, uh, oh, okay. So you're anyway, doing, anyway. Your little personal uh, bias. Little personal bias. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you have Joey Sly, who just, like, blows out his hamstring trying to chase down the, a blocked field goal last night. I mean, they're – you're talking about a team with Taylor Heineke at the helm. This is a team that the Eagles haven't seen yet this season. What do you expect? I can't expect a sweep here. I predicted it back in our offseason. It's dangerous because you don't know what to expect. Exactly. And that's where I. That's why I think the Eagles just won't make the playoffs because there's no shot in hell that they're going to win out. They need to win out, in my opinion, to make the playoffs. I mean, maybe they can afford one more loss. Which would be the uh, If they get eight losses, they have can to, they get they in have, at 9-8? They can. They, have to, they would have to at least split the series with the Cowboys. So they one game left against the Cowboys. 
They lost to the Cowboys already, and they right. lost to the Giants. So they're not going to have any tiebreakers unless they get lucky and just you know sweep, steamroll the sweep. Sweep, sweep Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, but odds are that's not going to happen. And you know it's hard with the tiebreakers. So that's why I just think it's almost impossible for them to make it. It's still possible, but it's almost impossible, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Giants are optimism though. Giants are the last game of the season, correct? Uh, no, Cowboys. No, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys. Um, so at that point, the Cowboys are ahead in the division, and the Eagles are still able to somehow chase that wild card spot. Giant or the extra the, wild card this year, right? Seven teams get right. in. The Cowboys could seven be teams. resting seven, seven, their starters. I mean, this is an extra. This is a, a longer season. How do you lose that game to the Giants, though? They just get their asses handed to them by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. They got Daniel well, Jones, who the, just sucks. Uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, it's the you Buccaneers. Know, but still, you got then you have Sterling Shepard, who's a good receiver, but he's out. They got some names on defense. But, listen, you're playing a road game, but, it, listen, it's not really that big of a road game. I mean, you're going to the Meadowlands. Probably Eagles fans traveled up there a good amount of them. I just don't see – you can't lose that game if you want to make – you just can't. You I can't agree with it. you with two things. One, you don't have the talent. Two, coaching. Yeah, we keep forgetting this. What this team really is—they're not a great football team. You got to beat the. We're talking playoffs here. If you guys are saying that the Eagles can still make the playoffs, that's a game that you have to win. I agree we with can't you. Lose we're not job. talking playoffs because this team has showed us they're a playoff team. We're talking playoffs because we're hopeful that and the this rest team of can step league up. Around us sucks really. Right. Too. Yeah. yeah. It's understandable. I can't make an argument against that. But what I can say is, when you're in a race like this, right, where everybody's kind of four and seven, six and five, five and six, whatever it may be. You're talking about tiebreakers, which is huge in the division. And the Eagles don't have any right now considering they just lost the Giants and the Cowboys earlier in the season, so that already puts them at a disadvantage. And going forward, there's there's going to be a time it comes where they don't control their own destiny. And that's where the, the problems go wrong because when you don't control your own destiny, you're hoping that X, te- X amount of teams lose considering um, you look at the Washington football team is going to have to lose some games. And, I, of course, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but – uh, the Eagles it was probably more favorable than the rest of the division, but still, Easiest I just don't I don't see schedule. how it happens. Easiest I, I think that that game on Sunday put the nail in the coffin. And yeah, I know it's early, but you can't lose that football game. I'm sorry, you just can't lose to the Giants. They're terrible. I know the Eagles aren't good, but you're better than the Giants. If they played a hundred times, the Eagles win the majority of those games, in my opinion. And any time you allow Joe Judge to out coach you, you deserve your team deserves to lose. And that's period point blank. All right, let's transition. Let's transition. I'm going to talk on some Sixers here because I told you guys earlier in the show that I'm going to put a nail in the coffin for the Sixers, and here's why. Bro, uh, it's still the beginning relax. of the I damn know, season. What is wrong with I you? I know. I get it. You guys, oh. you guys hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. You make me sick. sick. Guys, and, you know, it's early on. It's early on. The championship window is just closed, guys. It's just closed. I'm sorry. The year the Sixers had Jimmy Butler and Tobias, <laughs> that was the year to do it. And they didn't get the job done. Now you're talking about guys you have to rely on cork miles to play around 20 to 30 minutes. You have Embiid, who's working his way back from COVID. Very, very good player. Still a superstar MVP caliber type of player. But I'm I'm watching this team, right? I'm watching them play the, the, the Magic in November. You know, I'm watching them play the Pistons in October. They just, they don't have that. They can't get over the, the hump to win a title, T. Ben Simmons is out. It doesn't matter. Tyrese Maxey's been very solid in the role, but he's not, and, and I'm, I'm seeing progress, but I'm not seeing a team right now when you put them all together and they're healthy that can win a title. Now, I'm not saying you can't go out the trade deadline and make a move, but you're talking about Seth Curry. You're talking about Tobias Harris and the bench the bench players. Niang, who was good all of a sudden, just another name at this point. Maz, who had a couple solid games, he is what he is at this point. And I just think with the Heat getting a lot better, I think the Bucks getting 
I'm not going to say get better, but still. I was about to say the Bucks. I'm about to, I wouldn't even call them top top tier. The Bucks have been really struggling this year coming out of the gates. Are they, are they better than the Sixers? It's hard. It's it, yes, yes, but it not by a far margin. The Heat are better than the Sixers. The Heat are the Heat are better as a team because their chemistry is better than the Sixers. I just feel like with the Eagles season taking over a majority of everyone's time, the Sixers kind of get on the back burner, and in a way, rightfully so. Oh, I mean, yeah. Eagles just dominate talks. But there's going to be a time when the season continues to you know continue and wind down eventually, and people are going to realize that. I think it's it's time to just say the Sixers, they're not going to win a championship with this group of guys, this core group. What group, though? I mean, it's just really, it's Joel Embiid. Um, when Joel, you're talking Tobias, about the, Seth Curry. Right. Well, I mean, he's in that group. I mean, he is in that group. When Seth Curry and Danny Green came to the 76ers, it was under my impression that they were just here for until the Sixers kind of figured things out. Um, they were, I mean, role players. They're yeah, right. And I mean, I still like Seth Curry, but let's talk about Danny Green. I mean, he's been atrocious. Forgotten how bad he played last season. I was about at, to at say times, he's averaging nine points a game. He's atrocious. Absolutely what horrible. The Sixers need, and because you can look at every, you, you like Seth Curry's role on this team. Um, I mean, Joel Embiid wasn't able to, for some. I, First of all, that was ridiculous what Joel Embiid did at the end of that Minnesota game, uh, spinning in circles, uh, not passing it. Um, Seth Curry wide open. Yeah, However, he did, he did come back after two weeks. He had COVID, said he didn't know if he was going to make it. Uh, dropped 42 points. I mean, how hard is that coming back? That's impressive. After not playing any game and playing the full game, two OTs, dropping 42 points. That's besides the fact, though, mm-hmm. because you look at this team – you say Tyrese Maxey. I mean, he's a lock at this point, right? Yeah, but I don't – I'm not – yay, lock him in. I'm like, right. oh, lock him in. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, the rest. Um, you don't have another option besides Tyrese Maxey. Now, listen, I love Tyrese Maxey and the fact that he's able to just go out there and ball and hoop and take those shots no matter what because guys in his role at his age are probably more reserved and they're not going to go out there and say, hey, I'm not taking 15 to 20 shots a game. He goes out there and does it. He just needs to work on that efficiency. Would the Sixers have won the Minnesota game if Ben Simmons was on the court? Probably. No. Probably. No. No. What? Because your team, this team is still going to have the same struggles that they have. And beating Tobias Harris they still have crucial they, free throws. They still have a turnover issue. They still have the issue of, you know, at times being scores and then not scoring. Having Ben Simmons out there would just add more to the weaknesses of this team. Let me tell you why Ben Simmons is being missed right now, even though we might not want to admit it. I don't miss him. Uh, oh, uh, let me. I'm just going. Let me. Yeah, I'm here to tell you right now. And, and we I'm, don't care. I'm going to pull it up if I if I can try because I want to talk about the defensive rating and the defensive efficiency of this team right now. They're giving up an abysmal amount of points. I mean, it is abysmal to look at statistically speaking and talking about one. I understand Embiid, your rim protector's been out, right? He's been out with COVID. You're relying on Andre Drummond, who isn't. All that great. I mean, he can get rebounds, but he ain't going to protect the paint for the most part. And with Ben Simmons in there, guarding D'Angelo Russell, who all of a sudden is like, what are we, back at Ohio State, D'Angelo Russell, where he's scoring like 40 points. Anthony Edwards has been an absolute monster for them in his second year in the league. If you have Ben Simmons out there, he's able to be locked on one of those guys. He's your best defender on the, on the floor, period, and on your team. And I, I, I think he, he would be able to frustrate D'Lo and Anthony Edwards, and you wouldn't give up. What do they give up to the T-Wolves, Tanner? 120? 
115? Um, yeah, it was 121. So talking here. Right. I've, I've never questioned. 121.17? Was that the? Well, I thought I think they got to 121. I think they got 121. Okay. Yeah. 121 first, to 120. First off, I've never questioned. Um, that The one thing I've never questioned on Ben Simmons was his defensive Defensive presence. That's what we're, we're, about, we're not talking about big picture here. We're talking about that game, Saturday night, Timberwolves in town. Do the Sixers win a Ben Simmons on the floor? I think yes. I, I Their defensive rating, I mean, they're 21st in the NBA in defense. How do you give up 121 points to the T-Wolves? They were a laughing stock of the league like last year and the year before that. I know they got a couple guys, Carl Anthony Towns, Shore Anthony Edwards, and I know D'Angelo Russell had a great game, but if you put Ben Simmons on D'Angelo Russell instead of who? Who do they have on him? Danny Green, Seth Curry? Tyrese Maxey. I mean, it's just a different story. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, how many clutch shots did he hit down the stretch in that game? Yeah. It was and, and how about, how about let's not even forget last night's game. I mean, they lost that game like three separate times before they finally won. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. Mo Obama I, was blocked. Yeah, he was blocking everything. It's a shame, too, because there was a time two years ago where the Eagles were playing, but the Sixers were like must-see TV. You know, especially when they made that Butler trade, and it's like, wow, the Sixers are playing. we got to watch all these games and blah, 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 blah. Do you, let me ask you another question I want to raise. Do you think it has anything to do with Zoom Off not being the voice anymore? No, oh, man, are you kidding me? Uh, and also, K. Scott, she's not often on. Right. For, I think Tom she McGinnis takes, like, the weekends it. off. She, she right. does. She does. She, she does, does another job. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I don't I don't think that, that has anything to no, do with but, it. No, but what I will say this, though. Um, they're going to have to make a trade, and they're going to have to make a hard trade. And unfortunately... They're gonna have to trade away. They need a Maxi and or Thibault. It's it's gotta happen. It's the only way you're gonna be able to salvage one so, this season and to be able to salvage this this supposed dynasty who? that you've tried. So I shouldn't order my Tyrese Maxi jersey. I, I wouldn't do it until after the trade deadline. For who? For who? T. That's the issue, though. You get rid of Tyrese Maxi. Who plays point guard? It depends on. I, that's the problem. I, I'm still nobody. struggling to find a half. Nobody. Say, people, why would you play? trade Tyrese Maxey? Uh, Max, ain't nobody hiring you, man. Uh, you're not going to trade Tyrese Maxey, and you're probably not going to trade Matisse Stiebel. What you really need to do is trade Ben Simmons. For To where? For, to who? I, for what? Either, either. Listen, at this point, I'm either trading Ben Simmons or I'm bringing him back, and I'm saying, you know what, screw it. You're come back. And it's up to Ben Simmons to come back, and the reality is his ass just ain't coming back. That's that. This is the issue, T. This is the issue with the Sixers. They need to do something with Ben Simmons. Tyrese Maxey's great in his backup role. He's great on the second unit. He's a hell of a lot better than Shake Milton. Matisse Thibel's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. I'm, I'm saying it right now. He's one I of agree. Best. I'm not trading up, trading away those two players because my one all-star just decides to fuck around and sit on the sidelines. Well, then guess what? Then the only way you're getting rid of Ben Simmons, you're bringing back a role player because that's how the NBA values him at this point. Why that's not, the reason why, why not Ben Simmons hasn't been traded. Ben Simmons T right now instead of just having him sit on the bench or not even sit on the bench. He's not even at the – well, he was he yeah, was at yeah, Wells Fargo Yeah, I was about to say he was game, at Wells Fargo last I'm game. pretty sure he left before the game started. Um, I would love to see Ben Simmons come back and play in the Sixers. Tomorrow. He's not going to do He's that. Not gonna He's do not going to do that. I think just for the entertainment purposes, how funny would it be to see Simmons come back? It would be funny as all hell. Yeah, it's I, not going to happen. Thrown at him. I think <laughs> in a weird way, depending, and this, and this is weird to say because everybody's saying he's going to get the help, the, the shit boot out of him. But Hell yeah. I'll do this, it with him. If this, if this trend continues to go downhill, They'll be happy to see him. They're going to be cheering him when he comes back. It's funny then to me he comes too. back in like January, Sixers are like, 24 and like 32 and it's like we need a spark here comes Ben Simmons the place is going to be going nuts that video I'm going to boot the stumps I'm going to boot the hell out of him of 
Ben I don't and, think and they his would. jump shot. Hey, if I'm at the game, I might low-key just be like, hell yeah, like Ben Simmons is back. Like, I'm starting to All right, you're, you're going to be the jackass with popcorn throwing at you. It's not about that. It's just the excitement factor. It's the excitement factor. <laughs> Man, that's like a $12 bag of popcorn, too. I'll take it. You know I'm, I'm not saying? throwing the whole bag. I'm just throwing like one Like, you kernel. see Ben Simmons running out of the tunnel. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is entertaining. And how and how is he going to be announced coming out of that? Like, same thing. <laughs> same energy? No, I'm giving him the away announce. A little, little less energy. Starting guard for... Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think right now I, it's so hard. How do you trade a player like Ben Simmons right now? I, I mean, there's still players. There's still teams interested. It's so weird because like you Kings. look. I think that the, the, the step that the Sixers have taken downward in the last nine months compared to where they how that Hawks series ended to where they are now, they're a much worse team, in my opinion, from, when they, from losing that series to where they are now. My personal opinion, they're still the same team. They, they truly are, with or without. I mean, they're less defensive. They're less defensive team without Ben Simmons on the floor. But for the majority of the offense, they're basically the same team. I think they're first-round exit right now. Tanner. Say, it's hard not to make that Tanner, argument. First-round exit. The Sixers are first-round exit right now with the team they have. I think if the Sixers make the playoffs, they'll be a different team. I, mm. I think they can make it to the second round. Um, and that's, are they a better that's team obviously now not than they were in the Hawks series? No. No, they're they worse. didn't. Do, no. They didn't do anything to improve. Well, you're, but, but you're saying that they haven't. They're the same team. I think they're worse than what they were. If the Sixers trade Ben Simmons to the Kings and Buddy Heald comes to Philadelphia and picks up a guard spot replacing Danny, Danny Green, Green, moving Danny Green to the role play, that would actually well, Danny Green probably he's, would. He's that would be a Kings. slight. He's already Green. on the bench. Danny Green's already already coming off the bench. He's, no, he's he, a starter. He, he took over for Matisse when when he came back. Yeah. Okay. They went back to putting him at star because T still isn't 100% when it comes to that jump shot. I, even though I would probably take him right now with Danny Green because he has been so absolutely what would the atrocious. Be like that? Say you just do Simmons for Buddy Heel. So you have Which that. is unrealistic. Right. Yeah. But you uh, it just, was, just counting Buddy Heel being on the team, obviously, Maxie, the Sixers would get more. It would be. Maxie Hill. Uh, would, so, would you have to include Maxie or Thibel in that trade? No. I don't think so. You might. Well, at this point, the why Kings, would you keep Danny Green? What I'm saying is, for if you trade purposes. for Buddy Heald, if you trade for Buddy Heald, would you have to give up along with Simmons, Maxi, or Thibel? I don't think so. I mean, it's a possibility. Is now, it's now, possible. if you were acting for Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox, then hell yeah, you're gonna oh have to God, involve. There's no way hell that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. no then way. yeah, you're gonna have to no walk on them players. But other than that, no, you know, no, no. Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill is a hell of an off. I can compare him to C.J. McCollum. He's a hell of an offensive player, but McCollum is a hell of a lot better than Buddy Hill. Yeah, but defensively, they brought they're both they both suck. Okay, I actually just looked up this trade, and it's it's like it's a potential three team trade. The 76ers get Brandon Ingram, first round pick via Sacramento. Oh yeah, I seen this pick. First round pick from New Orleans, which they got from Milwaukee. The Kings get Ben Simmons. The Pelicans get De'Aaron Fox. I'm all for getting Brandon Ingram, but you're just you're bringing in a forward when we're talking about the need for a guard. Well, what do you think about him playing the three and have Thibault coming off the bench with Toby at the four? Because you really run four wide anyway and beat inside. Yeah, pretty much. Way. Yeah, pretty much. But is that really is that really improving the team that much? I think Buddy Hill would be much more of an impact player. Well, I think they are both will have the similar impacts because they're both offensive scorers who can score at will. So that's what you – and that, I think, in my opinion, is that what you – I've always said that you needed that out of your starters. You need that, that guy that's just – every game he's just going to score and you know it. 
every game he's going to give you like 20 plus points. Like you, you still need that in that lineup. I see this, the point. I don't think either healed or Ingram are two players. You can dump the ball to go. ISO ball one-on-one. I think McCollum is a guy you can do that with. I think McCollum can create on his own. I'm not saying Ingram can't. I don't think Buddy Heal. Buddy Heal's more of a catch and shoot kind of guy for yeah. me. Ingram, maybe you can give him the ball and he can create a shot. So I think McCollum is the guy I've always kind of wanted because he's a guy that can, one, handle the ball. I mean, he's not a true point guard, but he's a guy that can handle the point guard role when Dame Lillard's either on the bench or whatnot. He's also a guy you can throw to in crunch time and just say, hey, go one-on-one, get a shot. Whether it be attack the basket, whether it be pull up mid-range, whether it be the three-point attempt, all that he's – Above average at and capable of doing. Well, also, well, also, this team's not all not really an isolation team. And and my last point is, I might pull the trigger on that Ingram trade. I might have to do it. I would do that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would do that. Do it. But anything's better than having a star exactly. player sitting on your bench not playing. Yeah, so at this point, because it's pitiful. Seth, Ingram, Tobias, and B. That's that's pretty. Simple. I would, I would, yeah, I would roll out with that lineup, honestly. It's and then you would have Thibault off the bench. You would have Danny Green off the bench. Unfortunately, uh, you would have <laughs> Furkan off your bench still. Shake is Shake even involved anymore? Where's he I been? Forgot about Shake. Yeah, Shake like, is. Just, don't forget, just Andre Drummond has also been. Now it's been lost in space the past couple of games, but uh, the initial first what ten games, mm-hmm. um, Andre Drummond was a monster, proving to be really he had the tip in right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to yeah. go to the overtime, I mean, literally. Yeah, yeah. He's been a, he, and he's getting to pay the vet minimum. I mean, it's a very good signing yeah. from Daryl. Excellent, excellent signing. So uh, you get no arguments from me on that. We'll see what happens on the stretch, though. I know we got to close it down here in a yeah. couple of minutes, uh, but yeah. I like the signing of Andre Drummond. I think. People bashed it a little bit because it's like Andre Drummond. You know, he he was in that you know that fuckery situation with Jared Allen and himself last year in Cleveland. It was like, why is there just two seven footers on the same team at the same time on the same floor together? Just weird. It's an outrage. He gets that trade to the Lakers. Not a good fit for him there. Obviously, didn't do much in the playoffs, but in a backup role here, really buying into it. It's been been very good off the bench and. The Sixers, it's all we're saying, make a trade. You're getting excellent value from that position. And, yeah, they're going to have to make a trade eventually. I'm sorry, Daryl Morey. Is he just chilling, Daryl Morey? Like, what's he doing? Is he just watching TV? Daryl Morey said that, you know, he's going to go – he can go four years with this whole Ben Simmons bullshit. No. Like, what's he doing on that? But he gets up, has breakfast, and then just relaxes. Like, no, you have to settle this. Is he still trying to trade Ben Simmons? Because I haven't heard a peep in about two months. Oh yeah, he's still. I don't. I since honestly don't Simmons know. Simmons go out to Delilah's strip club since that day, which, is like <laughs> which we don't know if that's true. We haven't yeah, I was about heard to say we don't know about Daryl Morey and what he's hey, doing. Hey, hey Max, still... hey Max, you talking about rumors or whatnot? We already got attacked on WIP the other day. Now let's let's not. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I yeah. mean, all I'm saying is you have to. What is that, Sean Bell? Shout yeah, that was Sean, Sean Bell. Bell. Yeah. Whatever, Sean. All right. We hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> that, that's my dude. He doesn't. Yeah, don't worry about Let that. Let me, I'm remove. Listen, Sean, I'm removing myself from this. I, I got nothing to do with this. Sean. He said that. I did. Sean, didn't. if you're listening right now, Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum straight up in the deal. That's who we need. Uh, we need CJ McCollum. And I don't think Buddy Hill gets it done. And I truly don't believe Brandon Ingram gets it done. Because what's the big picture here? Winning the championship, right? Winning the championship. I don't think healed coming here. It's an improvement, but does it win you a championship? I'm not so sure. Ingram definitely gets you closer. And I probably will pull the trigger on that trade. But again, does it win you a championship? I'm not so sure. Yeah, well, at least I'm starting to think the role players on this team are more of the problem. I've always said that like from the Niang beginning. Off the bench, like what George needs. But I've always said that that the bench has been an issue, but the bench needs to contribute. But you know, it's that's an every year thing. And remember the praise we were all given for Niang earlier in the season. 
I mean, he was. Yeah, that's what. But that's kind of your argument where you said Drummond the first ten games was like wow, right? And now it's like Niang. How many threes did he have? It's because there was so much pressure put on these bench guys or whatever the um, uh, the extra guys because the starters were all out for what? How many games? Like two weeks worth of games? Yeah, they were out for a, a nice amount of games. All right, all right. With that being said, let's uh, Sean Bell shout out Sean Bell. But hey, listen, CJ, CJ. I'll tell you. Oh, boy. All right. If you guys missed any of this episode, we can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com, available on all major downloadable platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the entire best. Uh, Sean, he said those things I didn't. Don't attack me. I'm going to see you Friday, Friday, Saturday morning. I said them. I said them. Attack him. Put him on the blacklist. Not me. Max Gretzula, I said it. All right. At him. Don't at me. I want winners. Let's go uh, have a ham sandwich. Sounds it really right pops now. out and it grows. Oh, you mother! The renders do every day, every single day.